0: Aloha Will Travel, the podcast. This is episode 57, and I am your only host today, Catherine Tothbox with Hawaii Magazine, and I'm here with uh, Melissa Chang, our resident foodie. Hello. And hi. We're actually doing a retake because we were supposed to have you on on our fifty-six episode. We recorded the whole thing, and uh, the audio failed, which is why audio is very important. Oh, my God. i can't even tell you also i fired kevin allen that's why he's not here no i'm just kidding um Uh so for kevin so kevin is not here because he got his um second vaccine shot and he's a wimp so he is at home nursing his uh side effects so he cannot be able to he's not able to make it today but that's okay because he doesn't really care about food anyway
1: he does seem like a delicate blossom That's why he's
0: also very true. Um, Yeah. And he's not a foodie. Like every time we do these food podcasts, he's always like, "Uh, you're going to take the lead on this because I don't care about food. He literally eats like Belvita crackers. And like he had a a jar of peanut butter stashed in his desk. I only know this because I go through his belongings at work. But anyway, um, (laughs) yeah. And he doesn't, I don't know, like food is fuel to him. Do you know how there's people food is fuel um, they don't really yeah. care about how it tastes. And I'm like, not like that at all.
1: Yeah. Zero. I know. Me too.
0: Food is not fuel. Food is, um, food is the stuff I always regret eating too much of actually. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so we're here today um with you, Melissa, to talk about, gosh, I don't even know. I think it's all the new restaurants that I've opened recently in Hawaii, um, just things that people who are listening can put on their bucket list, um, when they do visit Hawaii, whenever they come fully vaccinated, we hope, um, and just anything new in the food scene. So I have a few, I mean, we've gone to a bunch of media events lately and yes. uh, we can talk about those. Although you've been to a few recently, even between the last time we recorded the podcast to so this time, I
1: know, um, I go to my Instagram to see what I ate.
0: Oh, you just ate Pizza.
1: Yes. Hello? There's a there's a few f- new pizza places, actually. Yes.
0: What is going on with the pizza thing? Like, there's a bunch of new pizza places in Hawaii. Let's talk about
1: pizza. Okay. Well, I think that pizza, like pasta, was kind of a booming thing during the pandemic. Like, um, on the pasta, the guy who makes fresh pasta at the markets, he didn't understand it. He was always running out of pasta, and he was constantly making it. And he was like, I don't know what it is. It's like my pasta is going to save... Everybody from the zombie apocalypse.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I believe that. You know what it is? It's the comfort food part, I think. Like bakeries have been doing really well too during the pandemic, right? And I think people are just seeking out comfort food. And when we were, so you and I both went to um, Pizza Mamo, which is a new pizza, pizza place in Chinatown on Oahu. And I remember they said, you weren't there at the media preview that I was at, but they talked about, the transportability of pizza and how everybody's doing curbside pickup and delivery. And a lot of things don't do well, like sushi, I feel like, or ramen or whatever. It doesn't do, it's not as good as when you eat it there, but pizza can travel. And I feel like that's part of its appeal. I don't know.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. It's yeah. It travels well and it's comforting and everybody mm-hmm. like who doesn't love cheese and carbs. no.
0: Oh man, anyway, so any any pizza spots you would recommend or new places
1: that you've been to? Well, definitely Pizza Mamo. I love that crust. And that potato pizza is so good. That's our favorite, yes. (laughs) Um, And you've been to Illy Illy Cash and Carry? I have, yes. um, When they first opened, um, I liked it, but I think um, there were mixed reviews about it, but now um, I understand it's much more consistent.
0: I love their off-white pizza. That pizza is so bomb to me. With it's sort of like uh, Jay Dolan, which is another kind of pizza mainstay on Oahu. They have that um, for like their formaggio pizza, where it's just like cheese, Mm. melted cheese. And so the off-white to me with their roasted garlic and the ricotta cheese, and it's so good. And the potato pizza at Pizza Mom was similar, right? It's like a white pizza. But it has these like thin slices of potato, which I would never think of putting on a pizza.
1: Carbs on carbs. All of it. So good. good. And then you just went to Garibaldi? Garibaldi? Yes. So Garibaldi's was in Ohana Ohana Marketplace, and they specialized in Sicilian, the thick Sicilian style pizza that's in the pan, the square. And um, they reemerged as Little G Cafe at 808 Center. On 808 Sheridan Street, on the second floor, they're not serving the Sicilian style pizza because this kitchen that they have is um, too small for that. So he's doing New York, the round New York style pizza with the thin. Oh, crust. Oh, the thin crust. Yeah, mm. but course, they're going to reopen Garibaldi's a few doors down in the same building.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah. Why? I don't know. You ever, like? I never understand why people, why chefs and restaurateurs do that. They open like a restaurant, their own, another restaurant. Like, so like Ed Kenny does that in Kaimuki, right? He like owns basically the whole block. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like you're just competing with, I mean, it's convenient. I guess if I was an owner, I could just walk across the street, but like
1: you're just creating
0: competition for you. I never understood that.
1: That, Yeah, I don't either. Especially similar products. Yeah.
0: Yeah, pizza on pizza. Well, I mean- that's all good. We also went to a bagel place uh, in Kailua. Yeah. That was interesting. Oh,
1: delicious. Yeah, MTL
0: um, bagels.
1: Yes, and it's spelled M-T-E-M-P-T-Y, but it's uh M- L is the uh, airport code for Montreal because it's Montreal style bagels.
0: Which I, I didn't know there was a Montreal style bagel.
1: <laughs> oh, oh
0: is that you? Right. Hold on. It's, Sorry. It's okay. It was Montreal calling. <laughs> like <laughs> How do you not know about our bagels? By the way, we have a big Canadian contingency that listens to our podcast. So if you guys are from Montreal, let us know if we're getting this right. But basically, a Montreal bagel is supposed to be smaller, denser, sweeter. Is that right? Sweet.
1: It's honey boiled. So, um, yeah, they uh, they use honey in the water that they boil the bagels in, so it's a little bit so sweeter. So interesting. Yeah, there's no salt, and they use eggs in their bagels. Oh, okay, no salt. That's interesting. And
0: yeah. there's plenty of seeds on it. I was surprised, like, the seeded bagels are very seedy. Like, it's not, it's no
1: joke. Yeah, it's, like, like full of seeds. Like, at first, you're like, oh, is that a black bagel? Oh, no, it's all the seeds. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I really enjoyed that. They use a lot of local ingredients. Um, their toppings are interesting and different, I felt.
1: Um Instagrammable.
0: Yes, they were very Instagrammable. Yeah. It was a very cute little bagel cart that was built into a, a a brewery. Brewery? Not really a brewery, sorry. Like a, what are they? A brew pub? A, it's called Race
1: and Growlers.
0: Right. Yeah, that was cool. Any other new places you've been to lately?
1: Um, Let's see. What else did I eat? Oh, I'm really night, looking
0: through your Instagram. You are looking through your
1: Instagram. So hilarious. Well, <laughs> speaking of Ohana Holly Marketplace, um, other places have moved out of that place. So Asian Flavors and Bowls Kitchen have moved to Proridge. I saw that. They're so good. If you like, um, so Bowls Kitchen is Hong Kong street food, and um, that's that's really good stuff. Um, Asian Flavors is like a southeast asian fusion so she's lao and vietnamese i think and then her boyfriend is filipino so she oh all of those cuisines of southeast asia into her food and she's always creating new things like she thinks of something else and it's just
0: oh my god you are popular and it's not even me calling normally i call you but where else have we gone to
1: um we also went to did you go to 100 sales no you didn't
0: no I didn't but you know can you talk a little bit about that so 100 sales is the restaurant in the Prince Waikiki um and they've they've been open for a while I feel like the hotel's been open but you know the pandemic has sort of changed I guess things like the buffet like and people are you know like there was talk about the buffet concept never coming back because how do you even in your head get around people touching the same food and right it just it sounds awful but 100 sales has managed to I guess reimagine the buffet um yeah. can you talk a little bit about what that whole experience is like now because I can't even get my head around this
1: yeah so um I haven't this is the only buffet I've been to through the pandemic but there are others that have opened up that I, apparently are kind of the same way um there's like a few active stations, so you get up like you would at a buffet, and you go up to the serving place. And but instead of picking your food, um, like for example the the salads, you you tell the people, oh, I would like a Caesar salad, and they'll um, dress oh, it. Oh, I so see. Or like the guy with the poke station, um, he'll make the sushi for you right there. So it's semi active.
0: So you um, get the experience of getting up and having things made to order without having to manually that's better i don't want to scoop my own food yeah right oh that's interesting so do they do they have things set up like a buffet and someone serves you or do you order off a menu in addition to going to active
1: stations you order off a menu in addition So, so you just have those few stations and um then you you have a menu that you order from and that way you can is just like picking from a buffet except you're picking it off a piece of paper and then they bring it to you and it's all you can eat. It's still all you can eat. So if you like the crab legs, you can keep ordering the crab legs. Oh, and then you oh. To-
0: oh that's interesting. Oh, that's good to know. I was wondering about that because I think the Kahala hotel also opened up their buffet as well. And I was just mm-hmm. wondering how that was going to be. Um, speaking of hotels, I think you and I both went, did you come? No, you didn't come to the beach house the beach house at the Moana, the Moana oh, surf yeah. Rider, Yeah. You were busy that day. You went to like 17,000 other things.
1: <laughs> I couldn't squeeze that
0: one in. Yeah. Uh, it was a good one. It was, uh, so I don't know a lot of our readers, uh, listeners might be familiar with the Moana surf Rider. It's, uh, just celebrated 125th, no 120th birthday this year. Anyway, it's an, it's, it's an old hotel in Waikiki right on the beach. And, um, the Beach House is their signature restaurant. It's it's also, I get confused because the Beach House and the Veranda are similar and the Veranda is where they serve afternoon tea, which a lot of people know the Moana Surfrider for. So the Beach House reopened recently and they're offering um, customizable three and four course prefix menus. So they've got new, um, new dishes, new entrees, new desserts. Um, and they're starting off pretty small. Like I think a lot of restaurants are doing that, right? They've modified their menus so they're mm-hmm. only offering a certain set. And then as they see the, you know, the economy opening or the state reopening, they're adding, you know, their, their, um, yeah. Cause a lot of these restaurants that have opened, like the pizza joints, I feel like their, their menus are so small, but you know, I guess that's how it's yeah. that's how it goes. You start off yeah. small.
1: Yeah. Compared to before. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah. When it was just a glut, like, you know, what's interesting, this is totally a side note. Um, as you all know, I go to McDonald's, um, when McDonald's opened during the pandemic, they would only offer like six menu items. That was it. It was, yeah, it was very strange. Oh, we go a lot. It was very strange. Like they, it, they only offer like a very, very small amount of menu items. And then it started to grow and grow. And one of the things that no fast food, at least in Hawaii does, or at least in Oahu no one does the salad anymore. You cannot get a salad at a fast food place anymore. Is that
1: interesting? Wow.
0: And huh. I don't know why. I don't know if it was just like the you know profit margin was bad to begin with, and nobody, you know, they put it on the menu to like satisfy people like me who order a salad at McDonald's. But yeah, you can't get a salad at McDonald's anymore.
1: Wow, that's interesting. COVID, man. COVID killed <laughs> the salad.
0: Anyway. No, but you can um,
1: tell us other places, such as Mama Kim's.
0: Oh, look at segue. <laughs> Let's talk about Mama Kim's because I have not been, and you go all the time.
1: I need to go. I, I live yeah. right there. It's right out my front door. <laughs> it is um, actually a poke bowl. and Well, back up. It's, it's a sushi bowl place. So they, they sell mostly sashimi bowls, but you can um, build your own poke bowl.
0: Okay, so sashimi, the difference, sashimi is basically raw fish, just to let our listeners know. And that, yeah, and then poke is a little bit different because it's like cubed fish, sometimes not even fish, but it's like mixed up with a bunch of other seasonings, right? Like shoyu and onions and inamona, which is that crushed kukui nut. Um, So they do both. They do the sashimi and they do poke bowls.
1: And not only is it fresh fish, it's sliced fish to order, which which is oh fresh on fresh.
0: You mean like they bring the fish out and they cut the fish while well, really?
1: Yeah. Wow, that is good to know. That's kind of a hidden gem. Yeah, it is hidden. I mean, not hidden, hidden, but yeah, it's because it's it's right in the corner of King and Kayaka Street. Is it new? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. And huh. um uh so you don't have to have rice on the bottom rice of course tastes better but um i ordered it with um tossed salad underneath and then they have their own two um salad dressings that they make themselves in-house wow no kidding
0: there's so many mama restaurants i get confused i know
1: (laughs) but mama kim herself makes the kimchi so um next to the counter there's a refrigerator with cabbage kimchi cucumber kimchi and kimchi and it's not my favorite kimchi because um, the kind that you buy at the store is kind of diluted. I think with the flavor, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's both salty and spicy. Oh, so definitely! When you eat it, you're like, "Ooh, I gotta eat some rice with this."
0: Oh, I like that kind. Yeah, mm, I have to get down there. You know, interesting about the kimchi. I there was a restaurant. I'm not gonna say the name of it cause I'm gonna talk horribly about it, but they had great kimchi and we used to only go for the kimchi and they used to put apple slices in it, like thin slices of apples so that had like a little bit of sweetness. And I, there's nothing wrong with the restaurant. It's a great restaurant, except one day we were walking out of the restaurant and you, you kind of peek your head around and kind of say goodbye to the people, or, you know, the workers or whatever. And it just turned out that we saw them making the kimchi. Oh, they were cutting the cabbage on the ground. Like on the floor of the kitchen. Oh, I was like, oh God. And it, no no cutting board. They were just cutting the cabbage. Oh my God. <laughs> but it's so good. Actually, we never went back. But I still think about that kimchi. That's probably like my favorite kimchi. Uh,
1: you got to tell me about that place later. Like.
0: <laughs> I'll tell you about it later. I don't even think it's in business anymore. This was like 15, 20 years ago when I was working at the newspaper and we would walk to this one restaurant. Anyway, I'll tell you offline. Um, well, we don't have much time. Gosh, that went by so fast. I okay. do want to talk about something real quick. Did you have any other restaurants to mention, by the way?
1: Um, did you ever talk about Kapahali? No. And that's not been
0: around. That's been around a little bit, like six months now, maybe, maybe six um, months
1: they in like October or November. Okay. So I just took some out of town guests there last night and, um, she can't, my friend can't stop talking about it. She said it was like the best place of her trip
0: so kapahale is a restaurant that opened near kahala mall which is on the east side of oahu and it's run by kiaka lee who used to be yes. the chef over at pig and the lady um what was he before that he was in Lising. new york no wasn't he somewhere else in hawaii i forget
1: oh i'm not sure
0: but yeah he he had some pedigree up he's got some training in new york um and he went off and this is his first uh solo venture.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah, and it's I mean that non nanya business. I think about that non, it's so good.
1: Huh. You know it th- for me that's one of the more boring dishes. Oh. <laughs> <gasps> <Whatever. laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Last night we had the taco with char siu glaze and that was like holy that so good like we had the nanya business also but then once we had the the taco we're like okay we don't need the you know
0: I did have their duck ramen once and I don't like duck I'm not a duck person it's too oily for me I'm I'm not Chinese like you I don't need duck but the duck ramen was excellent I was really Mm. impressed because like I said I don't care for duck and yeah the duck ramen was anyway it was great (laughs) <laughs> Can I segue? Can I segue? So I just got off. I'm just going to say this because I just got off the phone with Sheldon Simeon. So I figure I should like, this is kind of food related. Um, Sheldon Simeon is a Hilo born chef who's now on Maui. And a lot of people know him because he's an alum of Top Chef. Um, and he just came out with a new cookbook. This is his cookbook. Ah,
1: yes, Cook Real Hawaii.
0: That. Yeah, it's, it's great. I have to say, I, you know, I am a cookbook collector anyway. Um, but it's, I was just telling Sheldon, you know, it's very, I mean, it's not just rare. I've never opened a cookbook where I saw things that I eat normally. I mean, I have like Honganji cookbooks and, you know, like the cookbooks you buy at like fairs and festivals, like local. And, you know, they're like printed on, it's just, you know, like they went to Kinko's and printed the cookbook and, um, there's no pictures. And I mean, that's the cookbooks that I use, but like, this is so beautiful, Like I've never seen like lau lau look so beautiful. You know what I mean? Like just kind of simple stuff. No, it's not at all photogenic, but just like fried rice. I mean, it's like such basic (laughs) recipes, but it's just photographed so beautifully. And it, I don't know, like it kind of legitimizes the food that we grew up with in some way. Um, Anyway, he, so he, you know, he runs Tin Roof Maui, which you and I have, I've both yeah. been to Nwailuku. I love that place. Um, he opened Lineage and he stepped away from it last year, but, um, you know, his style of food is like elevated local food, I guess. Um, local hangover food sometimes, but, <laughs> um, you know, but it, anyway, it's just interesting. I just thought his book was, his cookbook was really great. And, you know, I, I talked to him, so I'll have a I'll have an interview with him um, up on the website, at hawaiimagazine.com soon. But like, look at this, like a leaking uh paloma like just cool stuff man i'm super stoked um, about
1: this we hang paloma right <laughs>
0: it's <laughs> friday man hang anything is good anyway where are you eating this weekend
1: um this week well um after we get off the phone i'm going to sister truck at beer lab at oh po my Ridge. god i love sister truck
0: <laughs> oh i love that place their their hurricane fries are so ridiculously good
1: i know the reason I'm going there and other than I like it um my friend again who's from out of town she um she went to school here that's how we know each other and then her husband is from here he went to Mauna High School he's half Korean so he's they Um, live in Maine now and he's always jonesing for the the local flavors that we have here so I think that 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 will really satisfy his craving. Oh
0: yeah, because they do Korean style food. I, I mean, I wouldn't say it's like traditional Korean food. Not that I even know what no. traditional Korean food is, but their their take on it is so unique. You know what I mean? And and there, I haven't had a bad dish at Sister Truck at ever. It's so good.
1: Me too. I've never had a bad meal.
0: Man, okay, you need to email me a list of all the places you talked about because I <laughs> didn't write it down because I couldn't oh, find my God. A pen. <laughs> sorry no you don't have to do it immediately but at some point in your life please send that to me so i can let all of our listeners know um where to go have a little checklist of places to yes. to go oh, wait, to um what
1: um and then tomorrow we're going to the kakako farmers market because it's the biggest and the best one.
0: Oh yes i just bl- i just posted that today about the kakako farmers market actually no the pearl ridge one sorry
1: Oh, um that's one, also that's great too. yes
0: yeah the farmers markets have really kind of blown up i think you know it's not your tra- it's not like your open market where you just have these fruit vendors i mean it is like there are some serious serious food grinds at these farmers markets
1: yeah. some farm lovers especially yeah
0: i feel like a lot of places start out there istanbul started off at, at a at a farmer's market there's a lot yeah. of places that start off as farmers markets kind of test the waters and then opened brick and mortar or kind of went on to do their own thing. Yeah. Um, and you can find a lot of unique, unique food items at Farmer's Market. So yeah, shout out really? to them. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you very much um, for doing this podcast again. I appreciate oh, I it. Uh, if you want to find Melissa, you can find her on Instagram at Melissa808. You can also, are you where? I mean, frolic Hawaii is yeah. our, one of our sister publications or sister digital platforms. You can go to fatherkawaii.com. Anywhere else people can find you?
1: Um, HawaiiIRL.com. Okay. Um, and also at
0: Mama Kim's. Mama yeah. Kim's just down the street. You just want to find Mama, yeah. Melissa Chang. Yes. <laughs> um, and yeah, and for the rest of you, please subscribe and, uh, and leave reviews for our podcast on all, wherever you find your podcast, you can find us. And uh, HawaiiMagazine.com. Find us on social media platforms at Hawaii Magazine. Thank you all for listening like usual. And thank you, Melissa, for taking the time. And I hope you have a great lunch. I will. And I hope that you think of me when you eat those hurricane fries. <laughs> Whatever, actually, man. I can't. I actually oh. have to do something after this, which is terrible. And my dog has to go to the vet. It's like It's been a day. It's been a day. Anyway. Thank you all for joining us on the Have World Will Travel podcast. And Melissa, I will talk to you later. All right, Yay. everyone. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.